Hey, 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 shalom, 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 family. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast. Where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. And uh, the podcast is presented to you guys by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. Uh, I'm your host and your brother, Daliyahu Yasharah. And uh, we're here to read another chapter, family. That's what we do. Taking it slow, slowly digesting the word of Yahuwah so we can grow. And it works just like food, you see? We take it in day by day. And believe me, you will experience some type of growth, believe me. So, um, yeah, it's just up to the Father. to, And you will see how it manifests in your life. How what you read and you gonna be called upon to remember or to witness to somebody else or to share your own story testimony so man the word is beautiful how it affects our life is beautiful and I pray you guys get the experience that okay so today we are continuing from the scroll of Uyakra commonly called Leviticus and we reading chapter 12 today so um, we gonna get right into the chapter, but before we do, just a few housekeeping uh, measures we will take. Uh, first, we're gonna start with a recap, just to familiarize you with uh, the context of the scriptures, where we are in scripture, and um, again, familiarize you with what we go- what's going on because scriptures are uh, it's a very big book. And uh, a lot of people seem to, you know, have trouble understanding it at first. So we want to make sure we're clear about what's going on. And uh, so we're going to do a recap, a short recap. Then we can open up in prayer. And then we can get into the chapter of the day, family. So that's pretty much our method of operation, day in and day out. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to starting. So as far as the recap, family, let me tell you what's going on. We in the wonderful, infamous book of Leviticus right now, Uyakra. It's the third book in the Torah, the third book chronologically from the beginning. And um, yeah, so we read two previous books before, which is the book of Genesis, the beginning, the account of creation, and uh, the just beginning of Yahuwah making covenants with righteous individuals. The most important one. Up to the point, up to this point, really been Abraham, whose family we've been following, and most of Genesis um, uh, talks about is Abraham's family. So um, that's what you miss in Genesis. You know, Yahuwah coming to righteous individuals, saving them, delivering them. Noah got saved through the flood. Abraham got saved from Ur, the place where he was living, and uh, Babylon. He got saved from. Solomon Gomorrah and he was going traveling going to the place that Yahuwah is showing him So we're reading about the sojourners and traveling of Abraham's family and um, Then we went into the book of Exodus which again talks about how Abraham's children Went down into Egypt or the children of Yasharon children of Israel went down to Egypt to uh, Escape death and, and, and certain death is starvation and famine. So they went down to Egypt for salvation. And they ended up in 
oppression and bondage and slavery, basically, in Egypt. So that's how the book of Egypt, uh, Exodus started off. But um, again, Yahuwah raised up the man Moses to deliver his people. And that's exactly what happened. Pharaoh died. A lot of people in Mitzurim or Egypt died. Um, but the children of Yasharal, um, a nation was born. And we came out of that place. All praise to Yahuwah. So this is a very iconic book. And uh, we following, we have been following the development and progress of the nation of Yasharal. Um, and now it leads us to the book of Exodus, I mean Leviticus. Sorry, we are crying Leviticus. And now we're in the book of the priests. He has called uh, the family of Moses and uh, Aaron, the tribe of the Levites or the Luwing, to be his priests, to operate his temple, attend a meeting, do the service, make sacrifices, bless the people, so on and so forth. So one tribe of the 12 tribes of Yashorah has been chosen to be the inheritance of Yahuwah and his priesthood. So that's what's going on right now. We're putting our feet in the shoes of the priest and we're reading about everything, every detail that the priest had to understand and know sacrifices they had to make. And uh, I feel like we, I want to say we just really getting deep into the spiritual warfare because all these things, as much as they physical principles, they have spiritual ramifications. And uh, as we, you know, continue to work as ministry and we do counseling and stuff like that, we hear more reports of um, possessions, demonic possessions, people who um, live outside the realm of the Torah. And we see a lot of doors that people have open and uh, ways the enemy can enter and attack people and possess them. And uh, as, I, as I'm speaking to people and, and counseling people, it becomes more clear the, the, the reason and the role of the Torah and these instructions that we're reading because they all close doors. Um, the last time we had a, ch a chance to read about the diet dietary laws and eating clean versus unclean. And that's a big one. It's a big deal because, again, the people who outside of the realm of this Torah are opening themselves up to parasites, unclean spirits, possession. Because, for one, we know they're not adhering to this dietary law and they're eating unclean uh, on top of the things they may be doing that's unclean so again these precepts these statues are guidelines for salvation for righteousness but also um, our tools in spiritual warfare we have to remain clean and uh, that's exactly what you were talking about you're talking to the priests about to, to tell the people so again we in the middle right now, book of Leviticus, and we invite you guys to just sit down, listen, hear the word of Yahuwah, so that you can process it in your heart, and Yahuwah can show you through life experiences how it's relevant to you. So that's what's going on, family. Um, very simple, very plain, and today we read in chapter 12 of Leviticus. So that's the recap. Um, so now let's open up a prayer. We pray according to the Hebrew custom. We stand. We face the direction of Jerusalem. We lift up our hands. We open our palms. And uh, we make supplications. So uh, let us prepare our minds, prepare our hearts to, to, to receive the word of Yahuwah. I think that's, that's a great idea. So let's pray, family.
Yeah, so let's pray. Um, hands up, family. Barukata, Yahuwah, Alehinu, Hamalak Ulam, our Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come before you with humble hearts, asking, praying, making supplication that you give us this day our daily bread. We ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead oars. Ask that you allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem, now and forever. Yeah, Yahuwah, we come before you just uh, as humble as we know how to, giving you praise, honor, and esteem, hearts full of gratitude, mouths full of thanksgiving and praise. Just want to thank you uh, for waking us up, for giving us the breath of life, for allowing us to see a new day. We, were, we just want to come before you with hearts full of gratitude. Thank you for everything you've done for us, everything you're doing for us, everything that's around us, in front of us, everything that we can lay our hands on right now. Um, um, we thank you for the intangibles, Yahuwah, um, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, the discernment you've given your people. We ask that you increase it. We thank you for strengthening us, encouraging us. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for guarding us up until this point. Um, so many things we could be thankful for you, but we just ask that you continue to guard your people, strengthen your people, gather your people, uh, encourage your people, minister to your people, allow your people to receive your word, allow your people to walk out your word, allow your people to praise you and and uh, fulfill their function, you have come to the fullness of existence. So we just want to come before you uh, in spirit and truth. And we look forward to the day again you gather your people. You to the day you be with us, till you dwell with your people. You we know that that's your plan. That is your will, your desire, and we look forward to it. So till then again we ask that you strengthen us, encourage us, lead us where you will have us to go. Uh, allow us to speak to who you have us to speak to and uh, do what you have us to do. You will just continue to guard us on this path of righteousness for your name's sake. And we'll be forever grateful. So these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and our Sovereign King, Yahusha. Allah Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, Yibarakat Yahuwah, Amen. Yes, 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 family. Praise Yahuwah. All this thing to Yahuwah. So yeah, man, it's great to get up early, read the word of Yahuwah. It's just so calming, so relaxing, so fulfilling. I think many people go through life um, trying to find that fulfillment. Something that they do every day that's as fulfilling, that's as rewarding. So yeah, I think... The people listening to this, you want to something. You want to something. So um, let's turn to Leviticus chapter 12. Let's read. Okay, Leviticus, Yakara chapter 12, verse 1. And it reads And Yahuwah spoke to Mashah, saying, Speak to the children of Yasharal, saying, 
when a woman has conceived and has given birth to a male, then she will be unclean seven days. As in the days of her monthly separation, she is unclean. And on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin is circumcised. Hallelujah. It's funny. I was just talking about this to someone yesterday. About the Hebrew culture, circumcision, and the difference between the Hebrew nation and some other people who are just circumcising their men. Very interesting. Verse 4. And she remains in the blood of her cleansing 33 days. She does not touch whatever is set apart. And she does not come into a set apart place until the days of her cleansing are completed. So I think this just gave us a little bit of insight and nuance into what it means to be unclean. We just read chapter 11 about clean and unclean foods. And you know, you touch a carcass, you unclean into the evening. So what's the what's the ramifications of that? What's the what does that really mean? And like I said, verse 4, you do not touch whatever is set apart. And do not come into the set apart place until your your cleansing is completed. So that's the point of being unclean. It's not necessarily a sin to bear children or to touch meat that you're about to eat. Or necessarily touch meat or carcass that may be unclean. It makes you unclean. You need to know that. But it's not necessarily a sin. Uh, eating it is a different story. But um, touching it and touching unclean things... It's just we ceremonially unclean. We got to understand what that means. What's the ramifications of that? And it's telling us. So uh, women, again, in a period of unclean, they say seven days is in a week of uncleanness. So it's the, it's the first week. Obviously, they're unclean. They would bleed and they still bleeding after the pregnancy. And then it's an additional 33 days, bringing it to a total of 40 days for a man child, for a man. Uh, a boy child so verse 5 continuing but if she gives birth to a female child then she will be unclean for two weeks as in her monthly separation 14 days plus and she and she remains in the blood of her cleansing for 66 days notice the double numbers very interesting um, so that's 14 plus 66 giving us a total of 80 days and I remember like yesterday we did this we had um, just a pause and just interject a little it's a short chapter as I look at it I remember this like yesterday and it's funny it's some it's something to these numbers it's some formula to it it's a healing in it because I remember having a girl my my, my first girl in uh, 2016 and uh, we waited, me and my wife waited after the birth, obviously. Um, just doing the process of our uncleanliness uh, of my wife for 80 days. And then we, we remember, it seemed like it was a long time. Like, oh, I'm ready, she ready, she ready, like, to come together again. But it was just two months, almost three months, you have to wait. And for some reason, it's like clockwork. As soon as we came together again, like she got pregnant immediately again so it's funny like it's like the days not only a certain period to uncleanliness passed but to everything is totally healed in that woman to where after those 80 days the reaper just everything is back new reproductive system is like new again it's renewed 
and you come together again immediately. Again, that's like my testimony because I have two children born exactly one year apart in the same month. So how can that happen? That happened if one child is born 80 days <laughs> from the day that first girl is born and then they immediately further again they receive the seed become pregnant again and then nine months on top of them three days you have the next child is born exactly one year after the first and it's like they almost like twins but you had we had to wait almost three months three months and then right back again she pregnant again so it was amazing to see that and again that's my testimony to this waiting period like how it renews the woman's everything obviously yes yeah, a lot of things going on changes that happens in the woman's body after she delivers a baby things that moved around things that have to come back into place in the reproductive system that has to be renewed but again 80 exactly 80 days is perfectly prescribed by Allahim because a woman is completely ready to do it all over again right after that and we witnessed it um, just having a girl first and then the next one was a boy so it was very interesting testimony to talk about this waiting period because uh, we did it after each one of our children the prescribed method um, after a boy waited 40 days which is like a month a little bit over a month and then after a girl 80 days almost three months so it's a different time period for each gender and uh, again, both the boys, all my boys, circumcised on the eighth day. First a boy, then a girl, then another boy. So very interesting, um, very interesting um, formula that Elohim has given us. And uh, I could say personally, I have done followed this prescribed method, and uh, it's divine for sure, for sure. Verse six. And when the days of her cleansing are completed for a son or for a daughter, she brings to the priest a lamb, a year old, as an ascending offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove as a sin offering to the door of the tent of a meeting or the tent of appointment. Verse 7. And he will bring it before Yahuwah and make atonement for her. And she will be cleansed from the flow of her blood. That's what it's about, family. There's something going on with the flow of blood. Even if we know, you know, if it's, you have to wait 40 days or you have to wait 80 days, a woman going to tell you before, you know, I'm finished, you know, I'm finished. There's no flow of blood. There's no flow of blood. But that's what I'm saying. Trust me. It's the reason why you are having these prescribed numbers of waiting. 7 plus 33 or 14 plus 66. It's amazing, uh, just the numerology sometimes in the scriptures, but it's a very um, meticulous prescribed method, and uh, I, I can definitely testify to that. Verse 7, I'll read it again, we're almost finished. And he will bring it before Yahuwah and make atonement for her, and she will be cleansed from the flow of her blood. This is the Torah for her who has given birth to a male or female. Verse 8. And if she is not able to bring a lamb, then she will bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one as an ascending offering and the other one as a sin offering. And the priest will make atonement for her, and she will be clean. Hallelujah. So, what are the takeaways? What's something we can gather from reading the scripture? It's a difference between men and women. Uh, 
to say the least. Uh, obviously, they have different roles or different functions to fulfill, but the difference is distinct and it is um, not magnified, but it's, um, it's just clarified. You know, it's something that Yahuwah uh, has. We have basically, we have statues based around it. We are not equal, we are not the same. It's different laws for men and for women, and for man, child, and women, child, women, children, female, children, male, children, female, children. So, um, um, that's what we got to understand. It's very simple. You know, we, it's, it's important not to overcomplicate these things, but it's just, Yahuwah makes a distinction between the male and female. So, that's what I want to point out. They are different in their roles and functions. So, it's important for us to understand these things and obviously the priesthood for understanding these things and for us to realize that birth and life and conception is a big deal. It's a great blessing, a great reward. And, uh, Ultimately, after that birth, an offering is required for the woman, for her flow of blood, to make her clean. Um, I think that's just something we have to consider more. I mean, I think about myself. When we have children, we count the day for this period of uncleanness. But did we bring an offering? Did we make a sacrifice to all of him? Um, maybe not a burnt offering, but, you know, we may, maybe made some type of sacrifice to all of him. But, um, you know, something to think about way different ways we can how can we thank Allahim, you know, for, for, for life, you know, something to consider, what are some ways that we can give back to Allahim after the birth, and uh, it's never, it's something we should never take for granted, you know, just the woman's health during birth, and uh, things that can go wrong, the babies, the children's health during birth, so it's definitely always a reason to thank Allahim when everyone's healthy and, uh, and alive, and we're bringing life into the world, so but just remember that this is the point of us, of our existence. Besides serving Elohim and devoting our life to Him, it is, you know, service to each other and uh, the uh, culmination and fruition, the production of life. So it's a great task we've been given as human beings in the earth. So we have to take it um, with honor and esteem and with dignity, right? Treat it um, as it should be with great care and pride so yeah family thank you guys for reading with us thank you guys for joining us um ask that you follow the podcast so you notify every time we upload a new chapter a new episode um please interact with us in the question and answer segment you see how i was just sharing this just start out the conversation sharing my testimony about my births home births and deliveries of hebrew children circumcisions on the eighth day for my boys and waiting the period of uncleanliness or the period of um, separation, basically. That's what I like to call it because it is a period where we're supposed to be technically separated from women because they are on their flow of blood. So if you have any testimony, any questions, comments about that, these are the things we want to interact with and talk about. The scripture is full of talking points. So I feel like these are things that as a community we should be discussing. Um, again, like I said, I do have some experience with these topics and uh, I want to share you want to hear about your experience if you have any and uh, these things we talk about in the, in the question and answer section and ways we interact so we encourage that um, we encourage you guys to follow us follow the ministry follow us on social media um, we're here and uh, as always if you feel led to if you want to support the ministry or patreon feel free to do that so until next time family until the next chapter we say, Shalom, Shalom, family. 
Have a great day. Have a blessed day. And we pray that uh, you will lead you and guide you into a blessed, fruitful, productive day. And hopefully, prayerfully, you can be a blessing to somebody else. So, all this thing to you, and to the next chapter, family, we say, Shalom, Shalom.